Welcome to TechCast with Jake. I am your host, Jake Nonamaker. I want to start a new segment, which I'm going to call for the moment, Tech Roundup. I want to be able to discuss uh, new technologies or maybe news, uh, tech news that is relevant. And I'll do this segment periodically as the news uh, warrants or as I get new devices that I test out. So one of the new devices that I purchased recently is the Amazon Echo. Now I got this as part of uh, Amazon's Prime Day, uh, which is July 12th, which, uh, you know, don't get me going about that. That is sort of a sore point that they did not put Amazon Prime Day on a day that is a prime number. July 11th would have been fine. July 13th would have been a, a, is a prime number. But they chose a non-prime number for Prime Day. Anyways, the Amazon Echo is a, uh, well, uh, out of the box, it looks like a speaker. It's a cylinder, a uh, black cylinder that uh, uh, that plugs in your wall. It integrates with your wireless network in your home, and it includes a digital assistant called Alexa. Now, Alexa is very similar to Siri or Cortana or Hey Google in that you can give Alexa commands and it will do certain tasks. For instance, you can ask Alexa to play some classical music and it will play classical music for you. Uh, the, the Echo um, speaker device will integrate with your smartphone so you can use it with Android or iOS, uh, you know, iPhones, or tablets, and it will be able to play music from your Spotify or from uh, just about any music serv- uh, service that is out there. So you can have it play music from your Spotify account. If you have playlists, for instance, it will play uh, that music for you. So it's pretty pretty nifty little uh, thing. It's uh, the quality of the music of the sound is very good. Uh, I like. I- I enjoy it, and it can get pretty loud for a small little speaker. Uh, and but you can just, oddly enough, you could you can tell Alexa, please uh, lower the volume, and it will do that. Now, Echo, the Amazon Echo has uh, some inter- uh, de- uh, applications that it can integrate with. The Amazon Echo calls them skills, so you can give the Amazon Echo different skills. For instance, you can give it Uber skills. So that's a matter of going on your uh, uh, Echo app on your phone. Actually, I think it's called a Alexa app, uh, Amazon Alexa app on your smartphone, and you can uh, add skills to it. So you can add, for instance, a Domino's pizza skill to it, and that will allow you to order Domino's Pizza by saying, Alexa, ask Domino's, you know, for my easy order, which will uh, in turn order your pizza and have it delivered to your house. You can also, um, you know, I talked about Uber. You can order an Uber ride. Uh, It can read headlines from various newspapers. Uh, If those newspapers are in the skill directory of Amazon uh, Echo, of the Amazon Echo, you can ask Alexa for the weather forecast, the current weather. Uh, one of the things that I'm using it for is I integrated my Nest digital thermostat with uh, the Alexa app on my phone. 
that was a skill that I can give the Echo. So I can now ask Alexa to turn the air up or down in the house, which is a pretty cool thing. It saves me all the work of walking across the room and turning the thermostat or going on my smartphone to turn the Nest thermostat up or down. So it has like those little uh, you know, features which are really cool. Uh, it's kind of, um, you know, there's a little bit of a learning curve. Uh, well, not so much a learning curve as a comfort curve, I guess, in getting used to talking to uh, a digital assistant. You know, very much like Siri or uh, Cortana, you know, it just takes some getting used to and realizing what uh, that device can do. So uh, once you get over that little uh, hesitancy, it becomes pretty natural to be asking Alexa to play music or ask for, you know, the sports score or whatever. So it's it's kind of a neat device. Uh, There are some uh, privacy concerns, of course, with any of these digital assistants. uh, There are privacy concerns because, for one, the device is always listening. Now, there is a trigger word, uh, just like with Siri or with Cortana. Uh, Alexa's trigger word is Alexa. So it'll sit there listening for that trigger word. And once you say that trigger word, it will begin uh, listening. And it will... Uh, actually, what it does, it starts listening, I think, five seconds prior to... So it's always recording five seconds of audio. So once you say Alexa tell me the weather it will actually listen five um starts at uh, keeps five seconds worth of recording before you even say anything so at any given time it's recording five seconds of your audio so when i say alexa alexa uh, what is the weather it will send that information to the cloud you know out to amazon servers and translate that into you know, machine language or, you know, machine learning, you know, machine learning. So it figures out what my request is, sends it back to the echo device with a response. You know, it's 98 degrees outside and clear or whatever. So there is uh, some of that recording going on. It it is listening all the time. So, you know, privacy, uh, if you're concerned about privacy, uh, of course, that's, um, you know, something that you may or may not be concerned about. Uh, Amazon says that they're not storing any of the data, um, but, you know, who knows? Is it open for abuse where someone could hack into uh, the Echo? Um, you know, there, there's that possibility too. There is a mute button on top of the uh, Echo device where you can you can push it and it um, turns orange and it tells you that, it's no longer listening, you know, so, uh, there's that feature, but overall, I think Alexa is kind of a neat little device. It's, um, you know, kind of in that area. Is it, you know, a fun toy or is it a, is it a, a, you know, productive tool to use to make, you know, life easier? Um, and I think that it could be if you, you know, if, uh, if you learn how to use it, correctly and set up the different skills you could actually make things a lot easier you know they have like there's a shopping um, app uh, so you can tell Alexa add milk to my shopping list and it will add 
milk to your shopping list. So you don't have to write that down, for instance. So there's like little things like that, but you know, little uh, little conveniences and time savers, which is uh, you know pretty cool. And uh, I thought I would test it out, see if I um, would keep it or not, because um, it co- the cost is about 180 bucks, and I believe. On Prime Day, it was uh, reduced to like 130 or something like that. So I don't know if I would pay $180 for it, but it is a pretty good, you know, even for, for a regular speaker, you know, some of these Bose speakers, for instance, these Bluetooth speakers are in the $300 range and it is a high quality speaker. So, you know, if you're, if you're an audiophile and you enjoy uh, speakers, you know, quality speakers, you know, 180 bucks isn't a terrible price to pay. Plus, you get all the other features of Alexa, uh, uh, and so it's you know, maybe worth it. There might be some value there. But for 103 dollars, I think I'll hold on to it and uh, integrate it into my life, such as it is. So the other thing, other uh, big news is uh, the release of Pokemon Go, and that seems to be consuming the headlines. And it, uh, during this election season, it does seem to be competing with, uh, you know, Donald Trump and the Republican nomination and the Republican National Convention. Uh, so it's it's kind of nice to have something uh, other than, you know, uh, politics in the news, twenty four seven. But unfortunately, like the news that's that's coming out about Pokemon Go, is. All you know that uh, you know kids are playing the game, and there um, have been some reports of you know kids finding dead bodies, and kids uh, walking into the street and getting uh, causing a car accident, or uh, you know things like that. Uh, I guess some kids were lured into an area and their phones were stolen. So, as far as like that's concerned, I th- I think that's uh, mostly media hype and. You know, uh, the Pokemon Go game is getting kids out instead of being, um, in, you know, stuck inside their house watching t- uh, watching the video games on a TV or on a console. They are getting outside. They're exploring their neighborhoods and their parks and things like that, which I think that is overall a very positive thing. And uh, you know, being out in the world has its has its risks. You know, you you can. Uh, we could take our kids and hold them up and lock them away and don't let them, ever let them out of the house and things, you know, uh, they're, you know, they're, they won't get hit by a car or they won't uh, get robbed when they go to the park. But, you know, they may, uh, being locked in a house is not uh, giving them, you know, uh, the proper, probably the proper experience either of our life experiences. And, you know, sitting around having sedentary lifestyle isn't good either. So, um, you know, my advice to parents is just like anything, you tell your kids don't chase a ball into the street. Well, don't be po- playing Pokemon Go and walk blindly into the street. Look, stop, look both ways. You know, so it's, you know, common sense things. But Pokemon Go as a game is is pretty fun. I've been playing it. Uh, I'm, I'm always interested to see what my kids are doing and what they're playing with. So I try to play their games with them. And Pokemon Go is a bit more interesting because, you know, for me, from a parent standpoint, because it's not just a shoot 'em up video game. It, it is uh, more of like a scavenger hunt. So basically the way, the way it works, it's a free app that installs on iPhones and Android, and you can register an account with, uh, you know, Google, or there's a, um, 
like a Pokemon club trainer um, account that you can set up. So once you set that up, uh, you access this app and it you know, gives you a map of your neighborhood or wherever your location is currently. And it shows you, it will show you any Pokemon that are in the area. Now, Pokemon are these little creatures, like kind of cartoon creatures that populate the Pokemon world and they have different skills and different abilities. And your job as a Pokemon trainer is to collect these Pokemon and eventually you can, um, you know, quote unquote, battle other trainers with your Pokemon in gyms. So the way you do that is, uh, you know, it's a, it's a whole world. It's kind of, it's very interesting. There's there's uh, experience points that you get and you can level up. Yeah, so you can go through different levels. You know, you start off at the basic level one, of course. And as you go uh, through your neighborhood, for instance, uh, you'll come across what's called these Pokestops. And these Pokestops are uh, designated in areas, um, you know, like shopping centers, parks, churches, uh, harbors, things like that. Uh, you know, they're just kind of scattered around, usually in very specific areas, uh, and, but some are random. So you go to a Pokestop and you uh, can collect, the Pokestop will give you some random items. Usually uh, the, uh, the most basic item is what's called a Pokeball. So the Pokeball is that red, you've probably seen it, it's a red and white ball with a dot in the middle. And these are the things that you use to capture the Pokemon. So once you get some Pokeballs, you can wander your neighborhood and your phone will vibrate and you'll see that there is a Pokemon that you can capture. So you enter into this capturing mode on your phone and with the swiping of your finger, you can throw the Pokeballs at the Pokemon creature. And if you hit it, you collect it and it goes into your inventory. So as the, as you collect these things, you can actually take a, um, a bunch of them and evolve them into a more powerful creature. And you know, there's uh, different Pokemon that you can catch with of different abilities. And you know, like as I was saying earlier, you can take these as you get the stronger Pokemon, you can uh, go to these uh, designated gyms. And you can do battles with other players. And uh, if you're, uh, you know, if your uh, Pokemon are strong, you can defeat other players, and then you become kind of like the you know king of the hill type of type of thing. So it's kind of it's kind of fun. You know, there's a lot of different elements to it, and the kids, uh, you know, it's, it, you know, there's it's very harmless. Uh, kids can can collect these eggs. And then they get to incubate the eggs. And the way you incubate the egg is by walking. So you will have eggs of different um, distances, is I guess the way to, the, the way to say it. Uh, they have like a two-kilometer egg, a five-kilometer egg, a ten-kilometer egg. So you can uh, incubate these by walking. With like a two-kilometer egg, you'd have to walk two kilometers until it hatches. And it hatches into a Pokemon and you never know what you're going to get. So if you have a 10-kilometer egg, it's going to be a more powerful, more interesting Pokemon than the, let's say, 2-kilometer egg. But the point is that it's you know it's encouraging 
people to get out and walk around. I'd say kids, but actually, in my experience, it's been kids of all ages. You know, there's been, I play it, there's my, some of my friends play it, but we also have kids in our neighborhood There's you know, seven, eight years old that are playing it. Uh, so it, it really ranges in in uh, in age of who is playing this game because the barrier to entry is very low and it's a lot of fun. And it kind of reminds me of uh, Candy Crush when that, that came out, how the kids started playing Candy Crush, but also a lot of adults were playing Candy Crush as, uh, as well. So, but it was, it's kind of fun to, uh, like when you take the dog out for a walk, we'll, um, I'll get the, uh, my sons and we'll walk around the neighborhood and we'll intentionally go to these pokey stops to collect eggs. And we will also uh, be wandering about and collecting Pokemon on our walk with the dog and, you know, in the, and we're talking and having fun and we'll come across, uh, another group of kids that are wandering the neighborhood and they'll be giving us some tips and advice. Hey, there's a Pikachu over there or something. So it's it's a lot of fun. And it's actually, I see, causing a lot of interaction in between uh, the neighbors, which is a lot of, which is great. You know, there's it's all positive, you know. And, of course, you do get the, you know, some grumpy people that get upset because, you know, you're in there on their grass or on their front yard or whatever. But, you know, growing uh, when I was growing up, you know, that we had that. And I think every generation has that, you know, the grumpy old person who, you know, uh, gets mad that you uh, threw a Frisbee in their uh, front yard or who won't return a uh, basketball that went over the wall, you know, things like that. So, you know, you're always going to come across stuff like that. And, you know what? It it's part of life, and it happens. And uh, I think it's part of the uh, growing up experience for kids to engage in that and realize that there are some people. Most people in the world are really nice, and then you have a few grumpy people. And best thing to do is maybe you know maybe smile and say thank you and move on. So uh, that's the news uh, for this roundup. And uh, as usual, I uh, thank you for listening to TechCast with Jake. And please uh, subscribe uh, to this podcast on iTunes. Uh, it's on Google Play, and I'm also on Stitcher. And if you have any questions, uh, you can send them to jake at axcom.net, and you could follow me on Twitter at Jake Nonamaker. And if you want to check out my blog, it's at axcom.net forward slash blog. But thank you for listening, and have an awesome day.